Hello, welcome to another episode of the Mental Debriefing Podcast. My name is Peter Tam, and today's date is uh, the 22nd of October 2020, and it's about 5.35 a.m. Just wanted to record some quick thoughts. Hey guys, so I hope everyone's doing well. And hope you all are staying strong in this pandemic. Just wanted to record because I've I had a you know I I don't know if it's a revelation or not, but um just some something that's been mulling around in my head, swimming around in my head, and you know I. I I've I've just come home from uh, my shift at Amazon, my night shift, and you know when, when you're working in the night shift, you actually have a lot of time to think. There's there's not a lot of interaction, um, particularly if you're scanning, if you're stowing, and which is you're, you're you're basically putting all the packages that the drivers are gonna deliver uh, in the daytime into these giant bags. That's what they call stowing in Amazon. So you scan the item, then you scan the bag, then you put the item in. Um, well, actually, it's uh, yes, yeah. You scan the item, then you put it in a bag, then you you scan the bag, um, and that's that's it. So so most of the time you do have time. You know, you're you're working very very fast, but in the back of your mind. Since you're not talking to anyone, you actually have time to think about a lot of stuff. And um, yeah, I, I thought a lot of stuff. And one of the things I thought about was that um, Ellen DeGeneres, in the early days of the pandemic, she put out something that said that uh, it was like an Instagram video or whatever. She put it out stating that this pandemic was kind of like being in jail and of course a lot of people uh, on social media lambasted her and criticized her because she lives in a big giant mansion and a lot of the normal folk of course they live in their apartments or their small houses or whatever and it's obviously less luxurious than um living in a mansion and you know a lot of celebrities they they posted a lot of like social media in the early days of the pandemic showing them trying to survive in their big big mansions and their really nice houses and that kind of fell flat with the general public and because it it kind of um you know it's i don't, I don't it's incongruent because the general public they don't live in very nice houses but you know come to think about it it's it's actually kind of true because you know you you can have a very comfortable prison um where you have tv and all that stuff you know i've never been to prison so i'm just speculating but um at the end of the day why why it's jail is because you don't have your freedom and you don't have the ability to see the people that you love and you care about that in essence is what what jail is 
And the only time you get to see your loved ones is if they choose to come visit you. And it's not like you can go visit them. It's they have to come visit you. So in in many ways, the pandemic, especially now that we're on month seven, month eight, month nine, I don't know. It's It's been a long time. Uh, in many ways, now that we're in month eight, month nine, it really does feel a bit like a prison because a lot of our freedoms have been taken away. And yes, we can go to the park. Yes, we can enjoy ourselves uh, exercising or doing certain activities, walking the dog, but... At the end of the day, a lot of our freedoms are uh, <laughs> have been have been kind of ripped away from us. For example, the freedom to go to church that's kind of been ripped. I know a lot of churches have started the whole um, big tent revival style, eighteenth uh, century where or nineteenth century, the eighteen hundreds, where they have big gatherings under a tent. Um, but other churches, they don't have room to do that. So the church has been a virtual service, which, of course, is not a fellowship in any way, shape, or form. Um, the The fellowship aspect, uh, we're missing freedoms to, to you know, hang out in, in groups of friends and things like that. And it's really unfortunate. Businesses, of course, they don't have freedom to operate, so that's another thing. And, you know, if you're an independent contractor or whatever, or you're, you're running a business, you don't have the freedom to make a living uh, in certain circumstances. And that really, really sucks. And, you know, it's, it's been going on for, for such a long time. Um, it's 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 really unfortunate and it really does hurt regarding uh loved ones and visiting you know for myself i've seen my dad like for 15 minutes in the last seven months and it really really sucks i mean for 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 the longest time you know i mean i've seen my dad like weekly or, or at least bi-weekly and it's it's just a lot to for for me it's it's been um it's been certainly different not seeing him um for this extended amount of time and you know I, the 15 minutes is a cumulative 15 minutes i've actually like quote unquote seen him for three three separate times uh but that's just the like exchange some stuff and you know we saw each other for a few minutes and then um that's it. So, yeah, it, it's been tough for me. Um, I, you know, I'm. I know I'm a man, and I need to, you know, not feel less so freaking lonely and and needy and whatever. But yeah, it it does suck not seeing the people that you care about. And then regarding friends, ironically, the friends that live out of state, I've seen them uh, more than. Uh, 
a lot of the friends that I live in state. So distance, it really, this whole pandemic, it really shows that distance means uh, nothing. You know, obviously internationally, that's a different story. But within the U.S., um, because there's there's no like quarantines between the states. So within the U.S., certainly, it's statewide. It's really... Um, yeah, it's a state with within the U.S. and within the states, distance really doesn't mean significantly a lot regarding friendships. I mean, you know, I I have some friends that, uh, or some people I thought were my friends, that you know, they they live like freaking a five ten minute drive away, and these last seven months I haven't seen them. <laughs> so, and then it's it's not for me not not trying to invite people. I do invite people. And, you know, I, I invited people to, to go watch a movie and then, you know, uh, one person responded and I'm very gr- grateful that they responded and they came to see a movie. So, yeah, I'm grateful that people have, have uh, you know, have come visit me. And then again, it's like prison that, that um, you know, I have to ask people to come and... It, it it does suck because the normal circumstances of meeting people it's it's less you know i've i've come back from my shift in amazon where you know i, I it's not the job that i i you know i'm making the most money on but uh i do enjoy it and a, a lot of it is you know at least i get to see my coworkers and that means something, <laughs> you know. You know, I, I don't want this to be like a whole needy session for me, but it's this pandemic regarding not seeing people. I mean, to tell someone to not see people for six, seven months, you know, it it really is a big deal. And then, you know, if they had said this at the very beginning that this whole thing would take seven, eight months or longer or possibly like a year, then of course people would say no and they would disagree to it. The problem is a lot of these politicians, it they string it along by weeks. So the whole thing was, you know, 15 days to slow the curve. And that was what, two weeks? And... Then it's like, oh yeah, we need another two weeks. And then, oh yeah, another two weeks. And then it just keeps going on and on and on. And it's just never any type of finality. And it's like you keep stringing along people and that's just not right. And people can't plan long term because it's always, um, oh yeah, just, just hold on for another few weeks and then it'll all be over. And then for businesses, of course. Like, a lot of these restaurants and things like that, if you had just told them straight off, like, you know, you're not going to be operating sit-down for at least six or seven months, then businesses, they could prepare and make proper arrangements, you know, um, to get ready. But the whole thing is, oh, yeah, you know, just hang on a few more weeks and things will go back to normal. And then that kept going on and on and on and on. So businesses they couldn't just have like a clean slate and it's like 
oh yeah, I'm just gonna go shut down for a couple of months and then, and then you know, um, I don't know, save some money or or try to figure out some things uh, to to make things work and to dedicate full time to having takeout only or or things like that. Instead, it's like, oh yeah, just wait a few more a few more weeks, and then you can have sit down again, and your restaurant can go back to normal. Just a few more weeks. Same thing for like bars. It's just uh, stringing along, you know. Um, the bars thing is super crazy because they can't even open. We're talking bar- about bars that, um, you know, that can't serve food, so or or that don't serve food. Just the bar only. And then you know they have they have refrigeration costs and things like that, and then it's like oh yeah it's just a few more weeks oh yeah it's just a few more weeks, and you know it's they've been paying rent or having some sort of agreement with their landlord but it's the planning of course it's different than you you just straight off say oh yeah you know you're, you're going to be out for six months then you know maybe. The, Maybe the owner has second thoughts about keep keep going and and they they also would have more leverage to to negotiate with their landlord to uh, forgive some rent stuff like that. But then uh, this whole thing that it just keeps going. Oh yeah, just a few more weeks and blah blah blah. There's no definitive answers. It really really hurts businesses and. You know, it hurts people too because people think, oh yeah. Um, even on an individual level, it's like, um, oh yeah. If we just hold on for a few more weeks, then the case case load goes down, and then, you know, we can open it back up again. And that's been going on for like six, seven months now. The worst part is this whole levels thing in California. It's like when the infection rates do go down to a position that. Um, they can reopen the restaurant again. Then it can go reverse back again. Like Riverside, it went from the the uh, the purple, which is the most most contagious or most cases, and then it, it went to the red, which is one step below towards improving. And then it was at red for a while, so restaurants had begun to open up again and things like that. But then now it's uh, you know after a latest round of tests. The infection rates have gone up again, and then Riverside's back at purple again. So all these businesses that had just started to open up, maybe they had just you know hired a few more people and things were getting back to normal again. Now it's boom, you're <laughs> you're back to to go only for restaurants, and then and then the person you just hired to to uh, you know deal with the uh, indoor dining. They have to get laid off again and things like that. So it's just really, really tough. And then for people, of course, um, even if you're not in the restaurant industry or uh, you're a small business, it's just back and forth, back and forth. And yeah, one, it's frustrating. Two, you know, it's, it's um, you know, people can get depressed and lonely and it's it's not a good thing. And, you know, personally, one of my coworkers, I believe that the loneliness associated with COVID and the way, of course, social life has not returned back to normal or anything like that. I think 
um, and and I contributed to to her her behaviors and her her um, drinking problems, and that ultimately affected her her life and it cost her her life. So, yeah, the, these um, secondary effects of COVID of of a pandemic. They they do. They they are having a bigger bigger effect. You know, if if you close down things for a few weeks or a month or two, you know, people can survive and people can gut it out, and so can businesses. But when you have this question mark and it just goes on forever, it's just very very difficult for for people to feel comfortable and not feel lonely and and you know not take it out and start drinking and do a whole bunch of self-destructive behavior so it's it's not a good position to be in and you know I'm I don't know the job market's been tough for me personally I know this is turning into a wine a wine fest for me and I don't want it to be that way it's just I had a reaction to something that Ellen was right and this is turning into a prison because a lot of our freedoms have, have been taken away and we we can't go to church, we can't eat with friends and it's just a whole bunch of things that, that really, really suck and, you know, I was part of the salsa dancing community and and most dancing, of course, takes place indoors, right? Because, surprise, surprise, you don't want to really be in the elements and dance outdoors. And the whole thing with a dance floor, um, it's obviously much easier to dance with dance shoes on. And dance shoes and concrete or dance shoes and asphalt, it really doesn't mix. You need to have like a proper dance floor, which most of the time, I know they have the portable ones where you can assemble outdoors, but most of the time dance floors are indoors, let's face it. And it's that whole salsa dance scene it's kind of on its last legs right now a lot of the teachers i don't know know how they're surviving but certainly um it's it's kind of like the gym it's a form of a fitness industry actually and they're not allowed to operate indoors and it really really sucks and there's no timetable for when they can return and if they can return there's no guarantee that I can't go back, so it's just really frustrating. Even the whole you can dance outside, but you have to wear a mask and indoors. Yeah, of course you have to. You can't even wear a mask and dance indoors. It's just shut down. So yeah, California sucks, and you know who would have guessed that Disneyland would be freaking closed for for this whole time. I have a feeling there's not going to be a Disneyland for 2020, so y'all holding out hope for a Christmas at Disneyland, you might as well forget that, or New Year's Eve at Disneyland, forget that. Anyways, um, California sucks. I really want to leave, um, but some things are holding me back, and Nevada, of course, um, also has a high unemployment rate. 
but they are more open and it doesn't look like they have a tier system where they can go backwards so we'll see have a good one guys anyway just wanted to get all of that off my chest and hope everyone's doing well and thriving during this pandemic because things are look like they're <laughs> the uh, infection rates look like they're going the opposite way of positive at this point um, so hope everyone's doing well hope you all find love and if you want to follow me on instagram i am vision of tam on instagram and if you have any emails to send mentaldebriefing at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Take care. Much love.